How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. And this is Jason Matthews and Scotty Sattler in the chair for a one-hour edition Sports Day tonight. Thursday night football in SEN League. Not too far away, the uh, Sharks taking on the Cowboys at Points Bet Stadium down in the Shire uh, tonight. Be a good game. I think this game uh, – hello, Scott Sattler too, by the way. I think this game on paper looks like – it could almost be match of the round if you park the Broncos and Rabbitohs for a moment. This looks like a great game on paper. Hey, Jace, listeners, yeah, absolutely. I think it is because the Sharkies haven't really started the season like everyone anticipated they would. Defensively, they've been, they haven't been, they have been um, as good as what we expect them to be for a Craig Fitzgibbon coach side. So they've been a little bit empty, but even more so the Cowboys. Mm. The Cowboys from their 2022 season, many are saying, was it a flash in the pan? Um, did they fly under the radar too long? Uh, but now everyone's aware of them. But uh, they've had a lot of injuries, the Cowboys. They're starting to get a few of them back. Still got Jason Taumalolo back. But they're one of those teams you're just expecting at any stage just to open up, just to unlock. Mm. And who knows what happens tonight. But what I do know is that Shark Park is a horrible ground to try and win it. It's a yeah. terrible ground. The conditions are horrible. It's yeah. it's a slippery ground. It's And they're coming up against a, a, a guy that's in form at the moment too in, in Nico Hines. You know, I've only been there once, mm. and that was – I was about 14, and mm. I went and saw the final wave. It was a concert. What's like the final wave? It was a big concert, yeah. and, and it was – I think this was back when it was Endeavour Field. Mm. And – Aussie Craw were the, oh. the big – and I think they were breaking up at the time. Mm. And there was hot chicks on shoulders. You can't I, say that anymore. Well, okay. Well, they weren't hot. Um, is it, I don't, I'm confused now. No, there was, there was like – the first time I've ever been to a concert as well, it was packed. Mm. Was that, I think Crowded House may have even been on the bill. Did you get your shirt off at 14? No, but other people did. And that's the first time I'd witnessed a certain part of the female body. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did a lot of emotions stir up in you? When you... <laughs> I wasn't getting my boobs out. I'm telling you that much. I'll tell you, yeah. The, yeah. even at 14, they were hairy. <laughs> so I was leaving that alone. Hello to our listeners, Double by the B's. way, through the Super Radio Network, SEN 1620 on the Goldie, uh, SEN track stations, and, of course, those listening through the SEN app. As I say, we're uh, we're not too far away, under two hours till kickoff in Thursday Night Football. How good's it been, Sats? We've had... I was saying to the family this morning, and of course, for those who don't mind, I've got a household full of females, except for me and the male cat. And I was just leaving this morning, going, how good is it? Thursday, like, what's for dinner? What are we having tonight? What do we want for dinner? Like, the normal discussion mm. before you leave. And how good is it, kids and miso? Wednesday, no- Wednesday really is the most boring day of the week, isn't it, when it comes to sport? Not much happens. Well, yeah, especially but, in well, league. Hang on, last night it was nuts. White, yeah, but um, and yeah, but you love the idea of rugby league, but rugby league being played every <laughs> night of the week. Well, no, rugby league, no, one night off. You got to okay. watch travel guides on that night off. Oh, but Thursday, Friday, I can't stand that show. And it's Saturday, purely out of jealousy. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, football. Mm. How good is that? And you have Wednesday off to talk to the family. And watch travel guides. And watch, and then you're back into it. Well, we're at work mm. till 8 o'clock, so there's not a lot of talk going yeah. on. When you get 
Mate, I just love it. We've only had the one day off watching footy. This is, oh, it's the greatest time of the year. <laughs> uh, Raiders veteran Jared Croker will be joining us soon. Toots, uh, down in Wagga Wagga with the Raiders, they get ready to take on the Dolphins. What a great time for a Canberra player to come on. Not much happening around that club at the moment. And I promise we won't even talk about Jack Whiten. Yeah, we will. Right. <laughs> yeah. Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland, the Winter Carnival kicking off in Queensland. Some massive races coming up, including the Archer. I think it's worth seven hundred thousand odd in in Rockhampton. He had a big this win. He tipped us a a horse last week in Bow Desert. Yeah, which is sort of west of Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Paid seven dollars something. Yeah, just remember, you win something, you lose more, ladies and gentlemen. Warm up segment. We'll preview tonight's game between the Sharks and the Cowboys. But to kick the show off, Paul tonight, Green Medal. Yeah, how nice is First that? First time, yeah. And you're saying off there, his his kids will be presenting. Yeah, Jed and Emerson will be beautiful running the teams out, and. Then the, the medal for the player of the match will be awarded after the first time, of course. Yeah. Beautiful. 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call us on 1300 01 1170. Uh, we're going to ask you about your useless purchases because there's been a bit of controversy in the Sports Day office today. Sats, what, take me through this conversation you had with our wonderful producer, Daddy Vass. What happened? So you know how he's very laid back, and the listener, Daddy, come on in, mate. The listeners would understand when you listen to him talk. He's really cruisy, really laid back, Daddy Vass. Yeah, and um, <laughs> here he comes. He looks like someone from out of the, the 40s or 50s with his round glasses and his mustache, and what? Well, someone sh- off Mad Men. He should have yeah, brule cream in his hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's just leaning against <laughs> oh, the chair, God. and he goes, "Here we go. How's your day today, Sats?" I said, "Yeah, good, good. How's yours?" And he, he goes, talks like that. Yeah, he goes, "Yeah, bought a coffee kettle." What? <laughs> yes. Bought a coffee kettle. What? I said, what's a coffee kettle? He goes, kettle. You make coffee. And he just kept giving me these these random sort of answers. And I said, you're making no sense. He goes, bought one for the missile. He goes, <laughs> the spout goes like this, like in an S sort of formation with his fingers. Right. I said, mate, I don't understand. So he had to Google it and show me what I meant. I went, okay. You heat the water up in it and you push this button. I said, well, I've got one of those as well. Yeah. It just heats the water up. Yeah. Well, mine's better than yours. Mine does tea and coffee. <laughs> it's quite a wow. kettle. Wow. Oh, and then, of course, thought. fast forward 10 minutes, Sats is telling me, go, hear about Daddy? He's bought himself a coffee kettle. I go, what the hell's a coffee kettle? Exactly. I've Mate, never heard of a coffee kettle ever. Boys, I take my conned. coffee seriously. My coffee game seriously. Right. This kettle does things that you boys wouldn't even know about. Right. Well, explain well, one. Yeah, explain one. What, yeah. Make, outside of making coffee, coffee. No, what's the other things that it does? It's, it's also cool. a kettle. It's actually got a game on it, oh, believe it or not. I've had enough. <laughs> Seriously. No, it's for drip coffee. <laughs> All right, mate. Shh, that's the music. Yeah. You're the new Glenn. You're Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boys, I was out there, isn't <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Useless. I, mate, when we talked about this off the air, I've just gone, mate, bread makers. Oh, as in useless purchase? Useless purchases, bread makers. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> agree with you. As the listeners know that I use the word concur, I concur. <laughs> Mate, so it takes you eight hours to make one slice of bread, which has cost you 20 bucks in flour and yeast yeah. and all this. You just go down the shop. It's shop's 200 metres from my house. It's three bucks for a loaf. And you get yeast infections all the time, <laughs> so you don't need to make your own bread. Yeah, I agree. I agree, bread maker is just such a waste. What, what about you? What about the um, – well, I didn't really purchase one because um, I was too young. But can you remember back in the day someone has made a squillion dollars out of a, 
the rubber strap at the back of your car to stop road sickness. Where, where's that? So you used to be at the back of everyone's car. It was like a, a, a leather strap or a yeah. rubber strap. And a, a, a people said oh, I was also to stop the Is that the thing that the hangs friction down? Friction or whatever it is from the road. It's friction, isn't it? Yeah, but it's all, there was also this belief that it stops you from getting road sickness as well. Oh, come on. Well, someone made a lot of money out of that. All right. You want to tell you another one? Those yep. wristbands you used to wear that gave you energy. No, it's you walking, <laughs> moving your body. Did Useless you ever have purchases. one of those? One no. of those energy wristbands? No, never had one. What a crock. Can you remember the hyper-colour T-shirts? Yeah. You'd buy it blue and then wherever you heat it up, and it was always your nipples would always, <laughs> would always go a different colour. Yeah. Mate, but they, weren't there mood T-shirts as well? I, was, I might as well just bought a black T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Just walking around so with it. So useless purchases, zero four five seven. Seven three six seven three six. I agree with you with the bread maker. That is one of the most useless purchases of all time. Gus Guild, by the way, Gus Guild. Uh, uh, Gus Guild believes uh, the NRL should introduce a draft system, a trade window in the current CBA, so players can be evenly spread across the comp. How about a better idea? Mm. Now that the Australian Rugby Union are now rating all of our players, we'll talk about that. Payne Haas has been offered a four point eight million dollar deal over three years. Uh, to join Rugby Australia, mm. why don't the NRL uh, assign players to them and then set the, spread those out evenly across the competition to protect our top players, whether it's the top 25 or whatever it is, Sats, right, uh, to protect them from going to other sports like Rugby Union. Why, why wouldn't that be a better system than a draft? No, we just need a – we just need a – we need a trade window that – that, uh, I, I just think the current system, not on Jack Whiten, but I just think the current system is ludicrous. Well, it, Jack Whiten, it's April. Well, there are players who signed last November, December yeah, for it's, clubs. It's ludicrous. It's um, it just creates disharmony. Uh, a lot of it is around, yeah, players and players have got families and young kids have got the ability to, yeah, to to prepare for their their current move if they've got to move into state, whatever it may be. Um, there's a lot of other sports that, that get by. Um, rugby league, once upon a time, only had a very small window that you could you could talk to players. Uh, once upon a time, it was July 1 was, was when you are allowed to start talk to players. And Why did we go away from that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, again, I, I haven't done the research on it before we've come on the show, uh, not knowing we're going to talk about it, but I don't know why we went away. I don't know whether it was a CBA thing, whether it was players need to know and prepare a lot longer, but... Um, whether we go back to July 1, whether we go from the last round uh, of the regular season through to the end of the final series and all the way through um, October, um, every every other every other um, code seems to be able to do it. Uh, the other codes can't believe that players can sign 12 months out. So uh, we, we've, we've banged on at nauseam about this. And we've spoken about what you were just talking about just then. You know, we've spoken about that for the last two or three years having NRL loyalty agreements, which is each club has two contracts. Each position is worth $250,000. So you've got 34 positions, 17 clubs. In addition to what the club pays, obviously. Yeah, so you've got an NRL marquee player. for uh, Let's say for argument's sake, uh, you're at the Roosters. And their number one marquee player is James Tedesco. And their other one is, uh, for argument's sake, let's say Joey Manu. Okay. And they get an extra $250,000 each from the NRL. As long as it goes to that player. Yeah, and then they can then go and negotiate their contract with their club. Now, if you're player three or player four at that club and you don't get that loyalty money, 
but there's a club like the West Tigers who don't have anyone that can fulfil that role at the moment. Again, just for argument's sake. Well, there's a position for me to go over there as a marquee player, earn an extra X amount from the NRL as well. Um, you know, I, I feel as though that the really good clubs have the ability to stockpile a lot of players and they're willing to take less money, like Jack Whiten has, because because the Roosters have been doing it for years. The Broncos did it for years. Mm. You know, Brandon Smith went to the Roosters for a little bit less money mm. because he wanted to go there and play hooker and win mm. a competition as a, as a hooker, not an interchange player. Will this, though, continue uh, to, again, I suppose, not motivate clubs to invest in player uh, development? Because there are some clubs that do it really well. Penrith is, is the, the, is the it's great easy. example. Play development is a lot easier than what it used to be. When but if you're just going to be given money by the NRL, say half a million for two players, mm-hmm. then just go and get someone else's players. Yeah, but I mean, it's different between it's different between a, a development player coming through and your top tier player. There's there's two worlds apart. Um, it's easier to develop players these days. Once upon a time, it was harder because you do, you revolved all your development around your junior competitions, yeah, Penrith and Parramatta and Bulldogs and. And Wollongong, when the Steelers were in the comp, and the Dragons, they all had really big junior development, uh, junior competitions. The Roosters didn't have a junior competition at all. Right. But it's easier now. You can go to all these different regional areas and go to different states. You can set up your own pathway programs. It's it's a lot easier to develop your players these days because you don't have to rely on your your immediate junior junior area. So going back to like a draft system or the the window of trade, you reckoned. Uh, you could go to the end of September, then open her up, or at worst, 1st of July. At worst, 1st of July. Just yeah, I agree. To, go back to the old system. You know at yep. your club by July 1 whether you're going to be part of their plans or not. Yep. Simple as that. Uh, Brad from Redhead's been on the text. Hey, boys, talking of useless purchases, didn't St. George wear something called torpedo shorts under the game shorts? Yeah, so they were a white pair of tights, and they had they had uh, pads in the quads of yeah, them. So yeah. your, your white shorts, they went just above your knees, and it was a sponsorship deal. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone at the club had had some uh, some skin in the game there as well from a business point of view. Allegedly. Yeah, but um, it was when Brian Smith was there. And he's always a little bit alternate, Brian Smith. He always tried something different. Remember the one marker? One marker. That lasted one game. Tim Sheens has had some, some great ones as well. Always wear... Uh, Tennis sweatbands. So when the water, when the sweat comes down your arm, mm. it hits the sweatbands and stays off your hands when you're going to try and catch the ball. Oh right. Um, he he once at at the Penrith Panthers. Johnny Cartwright tells a story where he tried to get everyone to wear headgear. Just, what? Yeah, to save from head knocks. This is back in the in the eighties. Did you say head knockses? Head knocks. <laughs> I've had too many myself. Absolutely. Mm. Hey, here's a good one. Speaking of the Panthers, uh, Michelle from Dubbo. Guys, I heard Cleary is out Penrith this weekend. Is it right? Well, we're hearing that as well. He's got to be rested because he's got a he's got a niggle in his groin. That's why he didn't kick goals last week against yep. the Bunnies. And he's playing the West Tigers. Well, they're playing the West Tigers. So if you are going to comfortably rest a player, it's, it's against it's I against the West Tigers. Well, it's happening, mate. I know. You know what I love about my son? My, you know, Jack, who works at the Penrith Panthers in the football department. I was talking to him last night. and I said, oh, how's, how long is Isaac Tungor out for? He's got a, a partial pair, tear to his peck. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But he never once said to me, oh, Dad, guess what? 
Yeah, no. Nah. Cleary might be out this week. He is rock solid. I'd rob a bank with him. West Tigers have hit back this afternoon. So if you're going to rest Cleary, we're yep. going to rest Brooks. And Ivan said if Nathan's out, yep. he's going to rest his coach. Well, West Tigers also hit back to that claim today and said, we're going to rest our five coaches. <laughs> They're all out. And, and in fact, in a bigger protest, the West Tigers says, we're not going to, we're not going to win. We're not going to score any points and we're not going to win this in, week. In protest. In protest. The mascots from each team <laughs> will coach the teams this week. Now, that's getting ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noddy will do it. Get Noddy back there. Is Noddy the mascot now for the West Tigers? Is he in that Tigers outfit? It's a bit tall for Noddy. Yeah, good point. Mm. 0457 736 736. Who do you like this weekend? Have you got a lock? I'd love to hear who your lock is. Uh, we're going to head down to Wagga. Wagga. Is it Wagga or Wagga Wagga? I always call it Wagga Wagga because that's what it says on the sign at the train station. Steve says, Woogs, please don't use Glenn's name as a measurement for foolery. The bloke is a radio icon. Steve, you are. You're banned. You are absolutely taking the P1 or 5. I know you are. We're going to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll find out what's been happening in Canberra this week. It hasn't been quiet in the nation's capital. And one of their legends, Jared Croker, joins us next on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. White, little double pump action. Now they create the overlap. Poker, the record try scorer for the Canberra Raiders. Number 121. And he goes past his namesake, Jason, and will lead... That's that for a long, long time to come. Round 17, 2019 against the Dragons. Jared Croker breaking uh, the Raiders all-time try-scoring record. This afternoon, Sats, well, tonight we find him in Wagga Wagga uh, with some fans. Toots, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a quiet week down in the nation's capital. I, yeah, I anything so, going on? <laughs> Nah, it's been alright, mate. It's pretty cruisy down here, mate. Not much gets up, gets uh, gets happening down here, so it's been quite quite good. Yeah, you look at. I mean, you're <laughs> a goal. Had a day off yesterday, anyway. Yeah, you're a golden boy. So, <laughs> um, so going out into those regional areas like Wagga Wagga for your match against the Dolphins, it must be a bit of a highlight for a, for a country kid. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, we speak about it a lot. We we played a fair few games out here now. Um, we played. Played a couple of times. Uh, Penrith took us to Bathurst and got out there as well in the, in the community. And like you said, you know, I'm a country boy. There's a few country boys in the team, Jacko and those guys. And um, Canberra's a bit like a big country town as well. So we get a lot of fans out here, um, which is which is obviously really good. And it's good to get out here. And we got out here a couple of days early, which is good. Like we've got a signing session now. There's plenty of young kids and green flags and jerseys around. So it's um, yeah, it's good to be out here, mate. Last couple of seasons has been a tough one for you, Jared, because of because uh, of injury, and it's shown a lot of character for you to come back. And wouldn't expect anything less. Remember, I remember commentating you all the way back in that first uh, Toyota Cup season in two thousand eight when you won the premiership against the Brisbane Broncos. Carved out an amazing career. Now getting to three hundred games when you were injured, when you're watching the boys train, and, and it gets frustrating. Was getting to three hundred games? some sort of motivation for you, or was it just purely, I just need to get back on the field? Um, yeah, look, it was a little bit. Um, it was obviously, um, you know, there was a few periods, a bit of a roller coaster, like you said, with some injuries. So it was a, 
at the time there where I was thinking, oh, 292 is pretty good. And then, as, you know, as soon as I got back in there, I'm like, all oh, right, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm keen to keep on and get the 300. So, like I said, a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. There's a couple of times there I've obviously always wanted to get 300, but a couple of times I probably sat back and went, oh, I've had a pretty good run. So, it's, like I said, that's the roller coaster of rehab and, and injuries and that sort of stuff. So, um, in saying that, mate, five games these days for me is um, it's still a fair while away, so I've still got to get there, mate. And um, fingers crossed we can do everything we can in the next four or five weeks to um, to get there. Jared, as a rugby league fan, it, it's great to see players like you who are the good guys of the game back playing. In the last two years, with all of those injuries and you back in first grade and playing week in, week out at the moment, have you noticed much of a change in the game? since you really last played a full season? Is it quicker? Is it harder? Um, bigger? Yeah. They're definitely bigger, and um, I haven't got any younger either, so they're a little <laughs> bit faster and um, a bit more powerful and those sorts of things. But um, it's, it's certainly quite quick. I think it's been tapered back a little bit. I think we um, you know, we probably all admit that um, the game probably got a little bit too quick with all the six agains, and I think they've tapered it back a bit with the, the six again rule over the last 12 or 18 months. So I didn't play a lot of that game where it was, I think it was last year and maybe the year before where it was really over speed and there was just so many kicks against. I think it's um, come back a little bit, but in saying that, it's, it's been quite quick and um, you know, I think last week's game against the Dragons, I'm not sure what the, um, you know, the possession and those sorts of things were, but it just felt like one of those games that just went from end to end and it was, it was really fast and like I said, mate, I'm certainly not getting younger, so there's a few guys out there that are a bit younger and quicker, but um, hopefully a little bit of, bit of knowledge between the years and a bit of experience helps me out. We, we spoke to Kieran Foran last night, who's lined up against his old team this weekend uh, against the Seagulls, and we asked him the question, uh, after the weekend we just had and how exciting the Anzac round was and, and the, the amazing football we saw, do you think this is the best the game has ever been? Um, yeah, I think it is. Um, I, you know, it's, it's obviously the game's always getting better. It's always growing. It's, um, it's always a spectacle. You know, there's never... Every year we keep saying, it's, you know, the greatest year and the greatest game ever, and you know it's hard to argue with it. Um, obviously, the magic round and then those sorts of things add to it, um, and a bit of the speed of the game and, and some of the athletes that are playing the game at the moment. It's, um, you know, it's hard to hard to argue with that. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's obviously there's there's always issues in the game and there's always something different, whether it's a you know a hip drop or, or something like that that we've always got to contend with. Um, but look, it's, you know, I think we have to. If you went through and said, well, you know, the ratings and the, thank you, the ratings and, you know, those sorts of things, um, I'm pretty sure the game, game's growing. Sorry, yeah. guys. Help me kid you. <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. That's, that's great. Um, now, obviously, you've got to address the elephant in the room. Door. Elephant in the room. Um, uh, with, with what's happened with Jack White and leaving the club next year, well, what's been the feeling amongst the playing group? Yeah, look, it's, it hasn't it hasn't affected the playing group to be honest. And we spoke about that the last couple of weeks, but it hasn't. Um, you know, we we uh, we had yesterday off, which was good. So when the news broke, we finished training and had yesterday off, so we didn't have to worry about it all to be honest. We got there and trained today, and um, we just had a good session, like um, you know, like that's how it was. And um, you know, it's it is what it is. Um, there's nothing nothing we can do about it. And we spoke, you know, we've we've it hasn't been an issue for us over the last three or four weeks, and um, you know, it's all cleared up now. And um, we can move forward. There's, like I said, there's, there's nothing we can do about it. And as a team, we want to play well and um, continue our winning ways. If there's a young player or some young players, um, Toots, in the, in the group that maybe are feeling emotional about it all and maybe show some anger, 
how do you as an experienced player, how do you ensure that it doesn't affect the team moving forward to try and play finals this year? Yeah, well, I think the way it's, the way we've handled it so far, the no, right, there hasn't been any of that in the year. There hasn't been any young fellas, anyone, you know, upset or, you know, obviously obviously we're upset that he's leaving. Um, you know, but the way it's all been handled, the way we've, you know, conducted our meetings and our training sessions, um, we've just gone on as business as usual. And at the end of the day, it's business as usual. Uh, we've got a, we had a game to prepare for this weekend. Um, we've got a game to win this weekend. And like I said, that's, that's how we prepare. And we've got pretty much a home game at Wagga. We've got all three grades out here with, um, on, on Saturday. Yeah, mate. Uh, I've got all three grades out here on the weekend. Um, and we're treating it like a home game, mate. And, and all three grades have been told that that's how it is. We've got to prepare to win win three grades. And, and that's what we're going to try and do on the weekend. How good is that, Sats? Country football, all three grades. Mm. Like, that is... I reckon those crinkle-cut chips will be flying right, out of the tuck shops this weekend down there in Wagga Wagga. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Hey, um, yeah, the beers will be flowing, I reckon. <laughs> oh, absolutely. What a day at the footy that'll be. Um, the Dolphins, geez, haven't they overachieved this year? Although it's not surprising, right, with, with Wayne Bennett leading this team? Yeah, look, look at, yeah, you know, you look at the coach and, and maybe they got some colour about the players, Jesse Bromwich and or the Bromwich brothers and, and those guys that have come through a Melbourne Storm system for a long, long time, mate, they were never going to be, they're never going to be easy beats and rollovers. They've got plenty of experience and, um, uh, yeah, uh, they've played some exciting footy as well. So, um, there's, you know, there's like I said, there's no, no, um, no surprises here of, of how well they've been going. So we've got to, like I said, said earlier about preparation. We've got to prepare to play our best footy, and um, look, that's what we're going to do again on the weekend. Now, before we let you go, Jared, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, we asked uh, Kieran Foran as well, and it's basically around your career, but. Um, Outside of your own teammates, we ask Kieran this as well, who does Jared Croker like watching play out of all the other 16 teams? Is there a couple of players you look forward to watching outside of your game? Who's Fosday? <laughs> who was that? Um, I said, who did Foz say? Oh, he <laughs> said, well, we don't said, want to tell you. He said Latrell And South Sydney. Yeah. yeah we don't nah. want to mention that. Luttrell. Uh, yeah. Yeah, though. Better not say that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I don't watch as much footy. Don't, don't watch as much footy as I used to. Um, you know, you go through waves where you enjoy watching footy and, and teams and um, certain players. And sorry, I'm not a photo. <laughs> um, probably the one if I, the one the the guy that I probably you know probably the, you know you you talk about someone you you really don't you know you look forward to marking in regards to probably your best centre and I'd probably say Joey Manu. I know he played five eight the other day, but he's a he's an exciting player and you know, probably one of the hardest to come up against. So um, there's no team I really like seeing go well when you're when you're playing against them all. I don't really like any other team, but um, seeing someone like Joey Mano in full flight, uh, Katani Sags is another one who's you know a real quality player. So um, yeah, probably those guys at the moment. Okay, last one now. You made your debut, I think it was back in round two or three, back in 2009, if, if my memory serves me correctly. But um, was there a, is there a moment when you yep. started playing first grade that was your welcome to first grade moment? Like for some people, it's running out at three o'clock in front of a big crowd. Some may be the first time they got smashed. Or well, Can you remember your first welcome to first grade moment? Um... I, I don't know if it was my first, my very first one, but I think I think it was my first year, first or second, early in my career. Anyway, I'd, we played up in Newcastle, and we've always struggled at Newcastle. To be honest, we've always had a bit of a bogey team and all that sort of stuff. And 
Mate, we um we went up there one day. I don't know if it was my first or second season or when it was early and Adam McDougal McDougal absolutely <laughs> brained me, just just gave me a bath. Uh, physically physically and skill skillfully just, just gave it to me and I just remember going, Holy hell, this is actually what it's like and I think I had one from Justin Hodges as well and, and Jamie Lyon, those sorts of guys. Caught plenty off a few of them. Um, a few lessons there learnt, so uh, probably there was definitely one at Newcastle that day, um, off the mat. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff, mate. We're gonna let you go. We know you're with the fans. It, it, just think about this, Jared. You'll meet some fans this weekend who will continue to watch you for the rest of their lives and try and follow in your footsteps, and may take the risk of playing rugby league because you guys are getting out into country areas and meeting these kids. So I applaud, I applaud the Raiders for doing that in Wagga Wagga this Saturday, three o'clock, all three grades. How good is that? Awesome. Taking on the Dolphins. Good luck, Jared Croker, and thanks for your time on Sports Day. Nah, beautiful, guys. Thanks for having me. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. It's uh, Ream Manufacturing in Australia for over 80 years. It's a Ream warm-up segment tonight. Just a couple of texts before we preview Thursday night football. What's Bondi Jack blowing up about? Um, what a South need a new shiny academy. They had the favour of the referees, directors at their pupils. They get piggyback the most piggyback team in the NRL. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Rooster supporter, I'm uh, suggesting. James is saying, uh, hello, is Latrell the LeBron of the NRL telling management who to sign? Yes. Well, when you are the key player, you're the marquee player, coaches do, some coaches do engage you and say, thinking about looking at this player, first and foremost, what do you know about him as a player off mm. the field? Is he a good trainer? He's got a good work ethic. We know what he's like as a player. Mm. But what would he be like as a teammate if you played with him say, at rep level? So, yeah, Latrell would have, a, a, I think, would have some sort of say. And Demetrio is that sort of coach. He's got a really good relationship with his players. He's a, he's a hell of a nice guy. Uh, Rocco, Keith, and Chan, our favourite listeners, have been back on the text. Good to have you, boys. Are, are they the three guys off travel guides? <laughs> are they? I'd love to see. Rocco, Keith, and Chan on travel guides. I'd just like to see them. Mm. Hi, guys. Is there any truth to the rumours that Souths are also chasing Luke Brooks for their under-15 side? <laughs> Do you reckon Rocco, Keith, and Chan are all one? And it's just all the multi-personalities. <laughs> Thursday night, Points Bet Stadium in the Shire. You've got uh, the Sharks taking on the Cowboys tonight. Sats, how do you see it? Well, it's at Shark Park, as we as you just mentioned, and and we spoke about it earlier on. It's such a difficult place to play at at the best of times. Uh, it's always very windy, always very wet. Uh, it's it's a quite a greasy field to play on. But I've got to say, this is a really good this is a really good game, just purely because of the matchups. I'm expecting this Cowboys side to to unlock itself really soon and and start playing the rugby league we saw them play last week. Will Kenny up against, Kennedy up against Scott Drinkwater, two outstanding <laughs> players. Val Holmes, one of the best strike centers in the comp, up against Jesse Ramian. You got Murray Tuolangi up against Ronaldo Mulatalo. Um, and two really good forward packs. Reese Robson up against Blake Braley. Really good, really good matchup. Really good matchup. And you said it earlier on, it, it sort of starts to shape as one of the games of the round. And it has the potential of, to do that as well. So. Yeah, the Cronulla Sharks aren't really where they need to be. And I don't think Craig Fitzgibbon would be overly happy, even though they won the last two games. Uh, two weeks ago against the Roosters, they showed that real strong, resilient defence that we're expecting this to, from them. 
But last week, you know, they had a win against the Bulldogs, but again, wasn't overly convincing. Whereas the Cowboys just scraped home and had to show a fair bit of courage to come back and beat the Newcastle Knights. So, you know, I don't know what to take to make of this game. If it was played in Townsville, I'm not quite sure. It could go either way. But seeing it's been it's being played at Shark Park, I've got to say it's it's really difficult to win there. So. I think Cronulla will win the game. Nico Hines will press for origin selection yeah, again. I think that now that Jack White has officially announced that he's not going to play origin, he's stepping down from representative duties. I think that number 14 jersey is for his for him to okay. lose. So are you saying that he may not have even made the squad, the 17, if Jack White hadn't retired? Yeah, I think, I think White probably may have got the 14. Only because... Only because one game one last year was their best player missed out from COVID game two. They oh, I wouldn't even suggest not having Jack White. Yeah, didn't pick him game three. I think the reason why he'd be fourteen, Jack, if he was available, was because he can play in the back row as yeah, well. It's, quite, it's yeah. the only difference. So, yeah. um, but I think he, the fourteen jersey is for his to, him to lose. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll give up that jersey. I think he, he'll replace. Good. He'll replace Luai. He'll be during, in starting during six. The, oh, no, no, he'll be the starting six. Has to be. Because Queensland would fear playing Nico Hines more than they do Luai. And this is how New South Wales have to think, Saps. I think as a Queensland player, I would fear the combination of... of It's not done much at origin level, that combination. I know it probably makes Cleary feel a bit more comfortable, but you can't tell me that Cleary and Luai have torn the, the, the Queensland defence no, to they, shreds. they did one season. Uh, one that series. was that game in Townsville. Yeah, they did one series where the series they won... Uh, one of the last three. They, they, were they pretty lost dangerous. last year. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd really fear, I'd really fear, uh, Luai and, and Cleary combination more than Hines and Cleary. Yeah, I would. Wow. But in saying that, I think Nico Hines would be a better six than he would a seven. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like in yeah, regular yeah, yeah, week yeah. in week out footy. Okay. What are your thoughts? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. That's thinks uh, Cronulla win tonight. I do too. I reckon they'll win by, by about four. Eight. I reckon they'll win by eighteen. 18? Yeah, it's a stab in the dark. What's that pain? I don't know. Hot water needs replacing. Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Uh, late mail, thanks to Polaris Australia's number one selling side by side. Uh, there's no late mail for either side's not. However, Ruben Cotter will start at lock this week after coming off the bench in round eight. Jake Ranville will revert to the bench. Polaris end of financial year deals are on now. Get up to $3,000 for accessories on Polaris Rangers. Chris Nelson joins us next. <laughs> The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Oh, it certainly is. And, Sats, it's a special time of the year. The Winter Carnival kicking off. We're getting into it. Queensland is your place to race this year. What are you really gambling with? Can I ask Chris Nelson, uh, Nelson from Racing Queensland? Um, Sats? Seeing it is the Winter Carnival now. Yes. Here we go. Can you confirm nor deny that the horses start wearing skivvies in winter? <laughs> Do I have to answer that, Jase? Do I really have to well, answer that? No, you don't. But answer this one. What about Ugg boots? <laughs> <laughs> no, just puffer vests. 
Yeah. Oh, what, we're not in Victoria now, mate. We're not in Melbourne, that's no. right. <laughs> Jeez, they love a puffer vest down there, don't they? Yeah. Well, mm. what happens is when you get off the plane at Tullamarine or you cross the border, they hand them out. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> is someone actually in a factory in China just pumping them up with a pump? Like, seriously. Well, what's going on there? Them. But now they've got to the stage where they're wearing uh, coloured ones, so red ones and all sorts oh, of other things, those, not just black. Those Melbourne, those Victorians, mate, particularly those <laughs> Richmond supporters, they're weird. <laughs> anyway, let's move Don't on. Uh, yeah, well done. Bo Desert the other day, race seven, race seven number five. You got that up. You tipped our listeners and uh, paid sevens, mate. Well done. Yes, nice to get one right every now and again, Jase. We'll take that and just, hopefully you can uh, build on that Saturday. Just remember, you win some, you lose more. Okay, carnival time, Neil. So what's happening this weekend around Queensland? Well, we have uh, the big day, as you mentioned, Jase, kicking off the Winter Carnival, the Queensland uh, Winter Racing Carnival. Ten weeks. This is the first of ten Saturdays, eight Group 1 races, $25 million plus uh, in prize money. And it all kicks off with the Queensland Guineas, the Victory Stakes, and the Del Rello stakes for the two-year-old at uh, Eagle Farm on Saturday. So that promises to be a really good day. The hopefully is finding up. The track will still be in good condition. We also race at uh, Aquas Park on the poly track there, the Gold Coast. We've got a tab meeting at Bar Calden. We race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. And don't forget, guys, we have the Archer on Sunday afternoon at Rocky. I think we mentioned this on uh, Monday. $775,000 for the Archer. It's going to be a cracking day. What year did Archer win the Melbourne Cup? Oh, it was an eighteen eighty eight or something like that. Wow. Was what it? was it what compare racing back then to now? I mean, you were there for that event. So. I was gonna say <laughs> I'm getting older each year, but I'm not quite that old. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay, so give us some tips. I'm looking at the uh, the Eagle Farm Eagle Farm um, races for this week. Uh, what do you got at Eagle Farm? Well, I'm going with uh, race seven, number six, Antino is my best. Uh, Tony Gollan trains. He's heading towards a Stradbroke start. That's the horse, not the uh, trainer. He needs to get his rating points up, and he needs to keep winning, and I think he will. He was very good winning first up, so race seven, number six. Go back to race five, number seven, Spirit Queen. Beaten narrowly by Ekaterina last time they met. Weight-wise, Spirit Queen's better off this time around. Better gate. And I just think can turn the tables. Good so race form five, too. Number seven. What, what's, yeah. A couple of seconds, first, couple of thirds. Look at you yeah, go. Very consistent. Yeah. Very consistent. Now, this last race, <laughs> this is the Guineas. Race nine, number three, Kovalika is the horse that everybody thinks will win the derby uh, in a month and a, well, a month and a half, pretty much. That's, now, a, Walla, Kovalika, that's a Walla horse, isn't it? It is. Jeez, you are oh, on the geez. ball today, Sats. What's going uh, on? Yeah, he ran second at Ramwick last start in the South Pacific, but I don't need to tell you that during the championships. You'd be already all over that. Yeah. Gets to 1,600 metres and should be winning that last race. So Kovalika uh, in the last. Uh, I, I did like one in race four called Armed Forces, number three. Chris Wallace decided to send that around in Sydney instead, which is race one, number five at Rose Hill. So perhaps right have something on that as well. Um, I'm, I'm impressed by your knowledge, Sats. The man who's just asked you where the horses wear skivvies are during the Winter Carnival. Do you ever... Just on Archer, it won Melbourne Cup in 1861 and 1862. <laughs> right, so, here we yeah. go. It was a bit before my time then. Jeez, I wonder how you'd go without Google. It'd be mm. amazing. Hey, speaking of the Archer, have you got a tip for that? Uh, yes, I'll go with Star Tontes. Uh, yeah. Right down there. She's drawn a terrible gate. Uh, there's going to be plenty of scratchings with emergency. She will be back in the field anyway, but that 600 metre straight there at Rocky, that's just what she needs because she'll need all of that to, to get to them and she hopefully will. She's and a big, big Jace knight. Eagle Farm, race eight. Yeah. 
One of your booms, Prince of Boom. Oh, my, that's my favourite boom. Yeah, there you go. And he, that's my favourite. Yeah, he was very impressive Jimmy Orman. Prince of Boom. Okay, good. You're right. nearly eights. Hey, mate, this is a racing segment with Chris Nelson, not <laughs> Scott Sattler. All right, I just want to... Mate, he's not trying to do you out of a job. He's trying to take everyone's jobs. Watch him. He's on fire. Prince of Boom, any chance, mate? Uh, I just worry a little he bit hesitated, about... Uh, he yeah, hesitated. he's up in the... That, oh, look, I was super impressed with that last win. Really impressed. But he's got to go up an extra 200 metres and he meets his stable mate Rothfire a bit worse at the weight. So I'm not saying he can't win, but his task is a lot tougher this time. He's got a, well, the same problem as me, worse at the, at the weights. Queensland's racing, the action continues <laughs> this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Nelson, enjoy the weekend, mate. You too, guys. All the best and good luck to everyone. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day. Yeah, geez, we haven't got a lot of time, to, to be honest. Um, I want to thank uh, Flight Centre for coming on board. Flight Centre, your real deal centre. They are proud partners with Netball Australia, supporting the Suncorp uh, Super Netball and the Origin Australian Diamonds. That, Get to a live game, listeners, if you've never been. So good. Great atmosphere. I, I went with a mate once who was dating a netballer. Mm-hmm. She was far taller than him. <laughs> but this, I, I love the game. It's so fast. Yep. The women are so skillful, and there's no BQ. And our favourites, Matty Proud and yep. and Bryony Akel from the Swifts. Love the Swifts. Swifts. Sitting third at the moment. They just got home over the Melbourne Vixens last week by one point. That doesn't matter. 67 to 66 as Ali Smith intercepted the ball in the dying moments. Um, but get on board. The Swifts this week in action against the Giants. Great local Great derby. match. At Ken Rosewell Arena at 7 o'clock. Thanks to Flight Centre. Dream Centre. Always within reach centre. Playing centre for over 40 years. Great to have you on board. Hey, thanks, Choppy, for trying to ring in to say Jack White, and he t- coached him as a junior. He's the heart and soul of the club. Yeah. Yeah, no, he is. He's a wonderful man, Toots. Yep. Wonderful man indeed. That's it. That's he it. could have not taken that interview tonight, based no. on what was happening over yeah. the last couple of days. So, well done. Wish me luck tomorrow night, Sats. I'm in Radelaide. Oh, yeah, congratulations. I'm going to try and find a TV that has the Broncos and Rabbitohs on. town in Australia. Yeah, well, how do you reckon I'm going to get the Broncos and Rabbitohs no, on good. TV? Have a great weekend. You have a great weekend. See you, everyone. Uh, Sports Day back Monday night with Sats and the Rat. Have a, a great weekend once we get there. Bye. Good the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.